three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the real pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here. Uh, very sorry this review's a day or so late. I uh, got my booster shot on Saturday, and that knocked me out for the count <laughs> uh, yesterday. And then my amazing partner uh, had a, a choir uh, performance yesterday, in which she had a solo. Which she fucking crushed because she's a badass. But uh, yeah, so I'm feeling a little better. So figure get, get all of you a quick review here of Eternals, the latest MCU film, which of course is directed by uh, Chloe Zhao, who went ahead and also handled uh, writing duties along with uh, Patrick uh, Burley, uh, Burley and Ryan uh, Furpo who really have no real writing credentials before this film, which I went, that's that's fun. Um, a couple documentaries from both of them, but uh, nothing super substantial. So, oh, actually, pardon me, Patrick uh, Burley, uh, Burley, we'll go with that. Uh, he was a writer for Peter Rabbit, The Runaway. What the fuck am I talking about? But, so he's an asshole. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so let's talk about this. This is, of course, the first, the big thing that everyone's freaking out about. It's the first MCU film that is not certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. As of uh, this recording, it is currently at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, it's a 80% audience score, which uh, is kind of crazy. And so we got to talk about it. This is the first MCU film, again, that is not certified fresh. I have made multiple times, I've said, if you've listened to the podcast for long long enough, you know one of my favorite phrases is Rotten Tomatoes is not gospel. And in the case of Rotten Tomatoes here, 48% is way too low for this movie. This is a good movie, but it's bottom tier MCU. I'd say this is maybe bottom five even MCU, but I'll be honest, I'd have to really sit down and think about how I'd rank all the MCU films, but I digress. So, uh, yeah, let's just kind of jump into what I like about this movie, and I'm going to try to dance around some elements as far as what the film's about, but the film stars Angelina Jolie as Thena, Salma Hayek as a Ajak, uh, Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman. We will get. Uh, we will go back to him. Jimma uh, Jimma uh, Khan as a uh, Cersei. I'm really happy for uh, for Jimma Khan. Maybe out of everyone in the cast, because this is her second go around uh, with Marvel. Because she was in Captain Marvel as a uh, Minerva, and I was really like, I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, I thought she was really great in uh, Crazy Rich Asians and Mary Queen of Scots. I'm just, like I said, I'm just a fan of her work. So I'm really happy that she didn't just have the one interaction with Marvel and that she seems she'll be a fixture moving forward. So good for her. But she is my favorite character in this movie. 
she really does take uh really is the main character of this film it's about her story first and foremost about her figuring out who she is within this group and i'll say one of the big issues with this film and i'm gonna just finish off the castles here pardon me uh jim mcconnell cersei richard mann is icarus uh kamal manjani as a uh, kingo uh, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Brian Tyree Henry, Paper Boy as uh, uh, Fastos, Lauren Ridloff as uh, Makari, uh, Barry Kugan uh, uh, Kugan as a uh, uh, Drug, uh, Ma Dong Siok as Gilgamesh, and uh, I'll save that last actor. But you heard all those names I write off. That's ten people right there in the last shot of the first. Uh, trailer for Eternals, I remember kind of going, oh, wow, they're doing, they're having this many fucking Eternals in this movie. That's kind of a lot to go ahead and uh, introduce and go ahead and have be fleshed out characters. And that's the biggest issue. Independent of a few of the characters, obviously Cersei, I would say uh, Fastos as well. And it probably, yeah, yeah, and probably Kingo, but out of all the Eternals, we don't really get enough time with each one of them independent of being in a group so that there are characters that you're going to care about and ones that you're just not. And with a big ensemble piece like this, I understand that's unavoidable, but I think you could have cut. I think if you make this a show, you have more time to flesh everyone out. Um, Sprite is a character I find really fascinating. I just wish we had more time with her. But uh, but I digress. One of the things I will say I really love about this movie, the cinematography is immaculate. This might be the best-looking MCU film out of the last, maybe, since Endgame. Uh, this looks incredible. Like, there are these points where we go back to you know, we're, we're time jumping all throughout human history. So, you know, we end up in Mesopotamia at a point, you know, we end up in, uh, you know, we end up in London, you know, in present day, like we're, uh, we end up in Babylon at a point, like there's definitely a lot of time jumping, uh, throughout different, uh, historical periods. And I know that's something that some people have an issue with is using actual events in comic book films. I remember when, Days of Future Past came out. Everyone, a bunch of people freaked out. Oh my God, why are they using the Kennedy assassination in here? Burr, burr, burr. Like, I, I, yeah. I really actually appreciate the way that they go ahead and use historical uh, themes and actual historical events in this movie. One of the more tragic moments in this film is uh, Macari, and not Macari, uh, uh, Fastos, pardon me. He is, um, he sees the effects of the atomic, uh, atomic bomb and his character is, you know, basically, you know, the tech God, as it were, he's the tech eternal, you know, he's been able to go ahead and help humanity advance, t uh, technology wise. And he has to sit back and watch how technology that he created was used you know, to wipe out so much humanity. And it's a really tragic scene that I went, wow, this is, this is heavy, but I appreciate how heavy this is. Like the movie's not cutting away from the fact that humanity is kind of terrible sometimes. And that was something that I was 
pleased by is a weird way to phrase it because, you know, who would be pleased <laughs> watching the atomic bomb go off? But I like the fact that this film didn't shy away from things like that. Um, tonally as well, I think there's a good amount of humor here. A lot of it is from uh, Kamal Nanjani. Uh, Kingo is just awesome. I, I wish we had more time with him. I got. I wish we had more of his uh, his actor shtick, uh, which I think there's a good amount of it here, but I would have loved to seen some more scenes with him. But uh, there's this great Bollywood number that uh, Kumal gets to do. It's fucking awesome. Like the way it's shot, it, it feels very much like a musical in that moment, but in the best way. I was so happy that they uh, include that in the movie. I really wish it was a little longer, to be honest. But, you know, what are you going to do? But I absolutely love that sequence. It was something that really actually made me, uh, that made me smile quite a bit. Now I want to get to my favorite character, uh, Her, uh, Harish. Uh, uh, Her, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Harish. Harish Patel plays uh, Karan, and he is basically Kingo's agent slash videographer. He's my favorite character in this fucking movie. He he is so cool around these Eternals. Like, he's geeking out a little bit, but it comes across as so charming, and everyone is just kind of cool with him. Like, no one's giving him shit or going like, oh, you dumb human. Like, there's, there's really none of that with him. And he was... It was kind of like in Iron Man 3 when you see the kid and you go, oh, fuck, is this, is a movie about to grind to a screeching halt? And it doesn't, and you're pleasantly surprised. Uh, Karan gets to handle a lot of the comedic heavy lifting at points, and he is just a constant, like, he's like a great on-base hitter. Like, you just, you, you need a solid single, you know, maybe he'll give you a double or triple, maybe he knocks it out of the park, but you need someone to just get on base He's your dude, and anytime they went back to him for a joke or just a reaction shot, he was on it. And I, God bless him; he was fucking wonderful. I hope he's back in some fashion in uh, the MCU moving forward. He he honestly like the Eternals, you know? Sure, why not bring him back? Uh, Karan, fuck yeah, bring him back. I want more of his character. He was he was fucking awesome. Uh, I have to call you know I have to call Spade a Spade. When it comes to the Icarus stuff, in Richard Madden, let's just talk real quick. I mean, his superpowers having that jawline. Oh my God, he is just what a handsome man. But but he, of course, you probably know him more than likely from Game of Thrones um, and Cinderella. He's actually really great in Cinderella. But I was so happy to see him get uh a role like this where he really does kind of get to show out um, where his character ends up and where he ends up in the grand scheme of themes. I, I fucking adored. I absolutely adored what they did. Excuse me with him. And again, I, I didn't watch a lot of game of Thrones, but, uh, but I'm really happy that Richard Madden got, got this because yeah, he's kind of a badass and by the way, Bodyguard is fucking amazing. If you have not watched Bodyguard, that's what I recognize him from. Uh, 1917, obviously, but Bodyguard's my shit. So, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, really happy we got Richard Madden in this. Uh, Angelina Jolie, I know she doesn't really act anymore. Uh, I saw her recently in, oh, what was that movie? Um, Those Who Wish Me Dead. And I was really happy to see her get the show out a little bit again and I was really happy to get more Angelina Jolie. 
it's great to see her doing action again because one of my biggest complaints about those who wish me dead was, man, I wish we got to see more of what a lot of people, you know, think about Angelina Jolie as far as being that, uh, you know, that action star who can, you know, who can still deliver a great action scene. The way that Thena is played, there's something they introduced with her, and this isn't a huge spoiler, but it's something that I was actually thinking about heading into the film, that the fact that, okay, these Eternals have lived through so much history, at some point, does your brain just kind of become, does your consciousness become, you know, full, or does it become heavy? And it's, I wish they kind of would have explained why none of the other Eternals really have this problem, why it's just Thena, but her brain just kind of can't handle all the fucking shit she's had to see and witness. And so it leads to a really interesting relationship with her and Gilgamesh that for me is one of my favorite uh, relationships I've seen in an MCU film in the last uh, two or three. Like I really enjoyed this relationship. Uh, It's tragic. It's beautiful. It's, and I was invested in it. And at the end of the day, that's really all you can uh, you can ask for. But I I adored Angela Jolie in this. There are points where she has to go ahead and just break down, and she's breaking down like girl interrupted crying. It's like oh fuck, okay, <laughs> like we're getting we're getting this. And it's it's beautiful to see that she's got that again. You know, she's become such an amazing activists and everything it's like hey you know she is an oscar winning actress she knows what the fuck she's doing and i thought she was absolutely i thought she was absolutely great in it uh salma hayek for the bit we get of her in this i i just love salma hayek i can watch salma hayek and you know fucking anything but she has this aura of authority that i really liked with her character and as you get more into the story and you figure out why she's the leader you kind of go all right yeah that that makes sense it totally makes sense why she would be kind of the head uh, out of the 10 of them um let's get this out of the way the whole the whole fact that this is banned in what china i believe or um uh, actually no I can't I, I I don't think it's China I can't remember where Eternals is banned uh maybe it is China um but uh oh it's banned in the Middle East and it'll most likely be banned in China which you know cool um largely because of the fact that Brian Tyree Henry's uh Fastos has a uh, has a gay lover once he goes ahead and is uh Earthbound. And I just laugh at that because, you know, we're in 2021. We want to act like, oh, we've advanced so well. And then this is still a fucking thing that people won't carry movies because of this. Just fuck off. But I love the representation of that in this movie. Um, I cannot remember uh, uh, Fastos's uh, partner's name, but they seem like they fucking love each other for a little bit that we get with them. I love how he's built this life with his partner and their kid, and he's just playing, he's just playing dad who fixes kids' bike, and I just, I love that. I, I really love the way his earth, his uh, earthbound relationship is, and I just wish we would have had another maybe five or ten minutes of that, because that was the bit on earth that I really was the most impressed with. I, I really, really enjoyed those aspects and 
kind of similar to uh, Tony Stark in in Endgame when the Eternals approach him like, hey man, we need your help. He rightfully so is kind of like, uh, I'm good because, you know, I have all of this now. I don't need to be, you know, a god or whatever. And it, it really actually lends some stakes to him being there. Also, because he's black, I went, oh, God, please don't kill him. But, but I actually really appreciated his arc um, in that sense. Like, I, I really wish, uh, again, I wish we would have gotten more more of that there is a red herring and i will say without spoiling there's a red herring for a character you kind of go oh god you're gonna be you're gonna be a son of a bitch aren't you or you're gonna be a bitch and then it ends up not happening and i went oh and then like there's a point you're gonna figure out okay this person probably is up to something shady and while you might figure out who it is or what's going on the way it's executed, I really enjoyed. And it's like, oh, okay. This is this is kind of fucking tragic. It's very uh it's very Greek mythology in that sense. And the more stuff goes on, it kind of gets almost more Greek as the film unfolds. And then the last thing I'll say before I kind of get to my final thoughts here, the other big reason, dumb reason might I add, that people are going to probably, some people are going to just hate this, is not just because, oh, there's two men kissing, oh, get your torches, but because this movie, it's almost a critique of religion and almost a celebration of humanity, and that's really all I can say without getting fully in the spoilers, but when you see it, you're going to go, oh, I get what Hunter's talking about, and I was sitting in the theater with, uh, in between my uh, my partner and uh, her friend Jesse. Jesse's my friend too. Love you, Jesse. But I was sitting between them, and I just started laughing at this point because there's a certain line in this certain thing that's done, and I went, "Oh fuck, people! Some people are gonna hate this shit." <laughs> and again, I don't care. I find it very interesting what the film was actually asking, but I really do believe some people are just gonna go, "Yep, fuck you, and fuck this, and fuck Disney, and fuck Marvel." And like I. I really believe some people are going to leave the theater feeling exactly like that. But for me, I went, okay, yeah, give give me more to think about. Again, uh, again, my final thoughts, I I wish there was more meat on the bone at points, even at uh, over two and a half hours. There's still stuff that I feel is not fully developed enough. But at the same time, I was never sitting there thinking, Oh yeah, like my I'm wasting my time or anything like that. I thought the film was actually paced really well. I know some people said they felt a length or they felt a lag. I personally didn't. I was engaged the whole time. The uh, visuals, some of these fights are really well done. I thought the last fight uh, that occurs, pardon me, is quite incredible. I really love the way that was shot and how that was framed. There's a this is a second film in. <laughs> about seven weeks where there's been a great fight scene within a forest. Uh, there's this great fight scene in this forest of all these Eternals in the, uh, the deviants and goddamn that scene was, that scene was fucking badass. Uh, I, I forgot to mention it earlier, but let's call a spade a spade. Uh, Icarus 
Chloe Zhao, uh, Chloe Zhao even said that Icarus, as far as how he was shot and everything, was very much influenced by Man of Steel. And my God, there are a couple Man of Steel shots where I went, all right, my dislike for Snyder, I've never, you know, me, I've never tried to hide it, but there are some shots that went, wow, you clearly just watched Man of Steel and went, copy, paste. So there are some shots here that if you're a Snyder fan, you're going to go, oh, yep, recognize that one. Nope, oh, yep, there's that one. So, um, but I love the way Icarus flies because he, since he's not, you know, a, a, an Iron Man or a Captain Marvel, because he's not super powered, there's this weight to his flying and the way that he flies and his movements that I think that uh, the heroes, that the typical Marvel hero doesn't have. And I found that really interesting. As a god, it kind of does make sense. He would obviously fly differently. But I, I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff with Richard at Madden as far as his uh, fights. But um, I will say, stay for both mid-credits, or stay for the uh, mid-credits scene, and there's a post-credit scene. Uh, both are horribly important, and I will probably end up doing a... Uh, I might do a spoiler review, but... I will just say I'm very excited for where they're going. If you know anything about Kit Harrington's uh, character, you'll be very excited, and I will just leave it at that. But uh, as far as a grade, I'm going to give this... Hmm. I'm going to give this a B-. minus. I think I saw this at a full price, uh, like at 7.30 at night. Uh, while I didn't feel like I was ripped off or anything like that, if I had seen this on an early matinee, like on a Saturday morning, I would have been like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, and I think most people, I think this will play better on a rewatch, personally. But for me, yeah, I'm right at a B- for it. Um, I, like I said, I, I would have liked to have seen some characters developed a little better in order to go ahead and get to a B. But between the cinematography, between the score, I thought the score was uh, was fucking epic. Um, but between that, between the score and the cinematography and the way the film's directed to the high points I did have with certain characters, uh, it's enough to get to a B- for me. So, yeah. But Eternals, what did you think of it, everyone? Uh, where do you land? I'm curious, because I know some people who hate this fucking movie, which I, I never felt hate, by the way. But I also know some people who... My, my, my partner, she gave an A minus. So I was like, oh, okay, baby. Like, I just, all right. <laughs> but where you land, let me know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp at The Real Pineapple. And you uh, don't forget to like both our pages on Facebook at Real Pineapple Games. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, by the way, at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. And you can like our main page on Facebook as well, at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have reviews up here soon for Spencer, uh, as well as uh, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, which I'm... I'm excited to talk about that as well, uh, along with, uh, God, what else? Uh, the Harder They Fall and a review for uh, Ron's Gone Wrong all come down the pipeline. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for now. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe out there. 
Um, go get your booster if you're eligible. If you haven't gotten your COVID shot, please go get your COVID shot. Stay safe out there, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon.